from the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Catholic. So excited to be here on the beginning of the Advent season and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Mike Walsh. Carrie, how are you today on this very unusual 201st episode of Talking Catholic that we have never recorded in this manner ever before? I'm good. You know, I'm always up for change. I'm always up for making it work uh, when we, you know, and, and if that means bending over backwards, sometimes that means bending over backwards. So I, I'm on well, the road. I'm on the road and I'm, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> Carrie is literally recording this while driving home from the oh. Apple store where she witnessed a where she witnessed a miracle where uh, she had true. inadvertently had her uh, laptop destroyed and Apple was good enough to uh, provide her with a new one and uh, a great scenario because uh, she's got a good setup there with her professional membership and uh, it's wonderful. It's a, it's a wonderful yeah. day. You're so happy. I, I, I just want to say that that God is amazing and when you ask him for something and truly like contritely ask him for something from your heart. Um, he hears that. And yesterday, like, was, like, literally on my knees, like, Lord, please just let this be handled. And he handled it in the best possible way. And I'll tell you, everybody, if you're, like, looking to go, you know, if you if you have to meet up with somebody and you don't know who you're going to get, like, for instance, I'm going to the Apple store. I don't know who I'm going to get. I literally prayed to the Holy Spirit, give me the right person that's going to help me out. And he did. And so, yes, long story short is I'm getting a new computer and actually money back. So that's amazing. But the, the, the other part of the story is I was about to miss my Zoom call to record this wonderful podcast that we're doing right now. And so um, thankfully, I am able to do it uh, via driving. But I am very safe right now. I don't want people worried. Don't worry. Yes. I'm paying attention. I'm just ta- it's like I'm talking. Um, yeah, it's, you're just doing a, it's like, it's like having a, you know, a phone call while you're driving uh, exactly. and you are, you are being very, very safe. And I wouldn't allow this uh, podcast to go on if I thought you weren't being safe. Yes. The, and two um, hands are on the wheel. Two hands are on the wheel. Right now. Ten and two. The, um, no, but it, you know, it's, it's funny, Carrie, you know, I was thinking about that and, you know, I think for some people their, their first thought is to go to prayer in a moment of, of strange tragedy like that i mean i don't like to think mm-hmm. of losing a laptop as tragedy but the truth of the matter right. is stuff like this is expensive and for you and i we use this stuff in our daily lives and our work lives which are all yes. spiritually based so losing if i lost my laptop right now that would become a major problem to my ability yes. to do my job um so it, don't be afraid to pray at the strangest times that when it seems mm-hmm. almost i wouldn't say it's sacrilegious but when it's when it seems like an unusual thing to pray for an inanimate object, but the truth of the matter is, you're praying exactly what you you wanted, which was or what you needed, which was you know some smooth some smooth uh, some smooth out roads. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's true when you you're using it for work, especially for work that's for the glory of God. Um, I think God takes that in consideration because I was like, God, I, you know, I use this for work all the time. It actually broke at work um, by a kid tripping on it, so it was a total accident and. Um, I think God, you know, God, God heard that prayer when I was really just on my knees in desperation and took care of it perfectly. So turn to God in all your needs. He wants, he wants us to turn to him. And I think this is a good example of it and his answering those needs for me. He also probably appreciated the incredible restraint you showed not murdering the child who knocked over your laptop. (laughs) 
<laughs> I didn't want to embarrass him in any way. I just really didn't make a big deal of it at the time. Thankfully, we were teaching in the church. So Jesus was right behind me in the tabernacle. And I think he was just shooting out graces at that moment for patience and understanding. And um, and I and I received them because it took a lot of patience at that moment. But it, it was fine. It was fine. So, well, that's good. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, A, I'm glad it all worked out. And then B, I'm, I'm thrilled that because of the power of technology, which we rely on every day, uh, mm-hmm. you're actually able to be with us today because uh, we're doing a, a podcast. Now, we've done this topic a couple of times in the past. I've, I even yeah. did it with my, my previous co-host, uh, Pete Sanchez. Um, but, you know, when the seasons change, the liturgical seasons change, we were, I really like to bring on a priest to have a conversation about that season and, you know, what we should be focusing on over the next several weeks. And uh, as we're recording this, um, it's or actually as this is being distributed, um, it's now Advent season. And Advent season, I always feel like it's a bit of short shrift in in our liturgical mindset in the sense that, yes. you know, Lent, you know, we throw a lot spiritually into Lent and into Easter. And certainly in this time of year, we're always very focused on Christmas but there's these beautiful four weeks beforehand that are really intended to prepare us for Christmas. And, and mm-hmm. I don't mean that in the sense of making sure all of our decorations are up on the wall. I mean right. that in the sense of our spirituality. And I think even though we've done multiple podcasts on Advent, I, I, I never feel like we've done a particularly fantastic job of really helping to understand the nuance of this season and the reason why it exists. So because of that, we decided to bring on one of our favorite priests, um, he was a priest at my parish for several years. You've had a relationship with him for years. He's one of our fellow um, uh, online presenters. He and yeah. uh, Father Robert Sinatra co-host uh, Capes and Collars on Facebook every Friday at 7 p.m., which I really encourage everyone to watch. I've been on it a couple of times. They do. It's, it's beautiful in terms of its spirituality, its conversation about um, Catholic um elements and then it, it ends with this good conversation between the two of them and their and uh, the people who comment on their show uh just asking questions of, of uh, more of a secular nature these are two very unique individuals who have an appreciation for uh, many things pop culture so they they uh they like to talk about it so with us today is the pastor of the parish of our lady of the lakes in Collins Lakes, New Jersey. Father Mike, Michael Goyette, good to see you, sir. Glad to be here. Thank you for that introduction. No, it's wonderful. I, uh, you have quite the following in the online universe, which I always appreciate. And uh, the I know in my household that uh, Friday nights are oftentimes spent sitting around the laptop watching Capes and Collars. So I get, a, I get a kick out of it. Well, I have a very small parish, so sometimes my online presence is bigger than my Daily mass. <laughs> and listen, whatever it takes to care for the souls of uh, whether it's uh, in person or online, I, I'm a big uh, proponent of it. So, Father, you know, Advent. I think it's a it's a time that's often misunderstood by even the mm-hmm. best of Catholics. Um, so, in your mind, Father Michael, how do you look at Advent? Well, Advent's, uh, from it says, it's uh, the coming of Christ, uh, Ventus, Adventus, um, from the Latin. But it's preparation, time for preparation for Jesus' coming into the world. 
So the question really is though, like how, how, what's the one of the, what's better ways of doing that? What's a better way of getting your, your heart focused on Christ uh, coming in, you know, Advent always course has uh, three aspects, three comings of Jesus um, coming at the end of the world, coming into your heart and then coming at, you know, to Bethlehem. So those are those three aspects. So that's kind of really what Advent's about is preparing for that. And really more importantly, what's, what's the best way to do that and the, church throughout time, especially from a spiritual perspective, is um, much more um, focused on the spiritual preparation. There's better and there's worse ways of coming. Um, like we see in the uh, the parable about the, the master who's away, right? And uh, eating and drinking is usually not something that you, you want to be caught doing when, when the master's away. <laughs> you got to be, you know, you got to be focused and ready. Um, and so it's kind of that's kind of why the traditional church's uh, teachings uh, about uh, a little discipline. I like to think of it as a Lent. Um, as, it's a mini Lent. It's not it's not it's not as intense as Lent, but it's the same thing, but smaller. Yeah. And like yeah, they do movies every once in a while. They have the, the character looks exactly like the other character, but they're half the size. <laughs> that's a good way of thinking about Advent. And it does share a lot of similarities. I mean, there is a focus on, you know, the sacrament of reconciliation, uh, which I don't think we, I, didn't, I know we often think of time uh, during Lent, but the truth of the matter is, you know, we got to work on our souls in Advent, right? Yeah, it's a good, I like to suggest for the typical Catholic confessions three times a year or so at a minimum. The, the rule, of course, is the reason why we think of it during Lent is because in the old the rule about communion is you have to go to communion once a year during the Easter season. So it would make sense that if you're going to only go to communion once a year, like they did uh, prior to, <clears throat> prior to hundred years ago, you would do confession before that. And so Lent is before that, but also Advent since it, and that's why Lent got the confession thing, but mm -hmm. confession goes just as well in Advent too. It's just, if you're only going to do it once a year, you'd pick Lent. Yeah. And obviously I, do more. I was going to say that also works on, you know, you said it's preparing our hearts uh, for, for the Lord. So if we're going to be preparing our hearts. We might as well prepare our souls in such a way to receive him and to be, be able to be ready to go to our own second coming, you know, meeting him face to face at our death and judgment day as well. So it makes a lot of sense uh, if we're preparing to be, to be going to confession. Right. So, confession is <laughs> always a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when you start thinking about Advent coming, you know, from as a from a priest perspective, you know, what are you doing? I guess my question is, what are you doing differently in that preparation time yourself for for Advent um, to get yourself prepared? Or do you try to live sort of that, that Advent mantra throughout the year? Well, I would I would venture. You have to be careful here, because uh, God might hold me accountable for my words here. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would say I'm. Tr I would like to keep the Advent spirit going all the time, but I usually don't. And mm -hmm. so Advent's that time you can uh, refocus and uh, uh, do the things that, as a priest, I would like to do a lot more, but I'm not. But definitely during Advent, you want to focus more. Um, in the 
Middle Ages, there's one of the church fathers talking about how the, the Christians used to have to fast Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays during Advent. Oh, really? Where, of course, during Lent, you used to have to fast every day. Mm-hmm. For, so even a is there, little... Is there a reason why those days, of course, Fridays, we can naturally know, but Mondays and Wednesdays, is there a reason behind it? Um, No, I didn't didn't get that, but I just heard the other... I'm okay. assuming just because if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna fast three days a week, you might as well spread them out. Right, right. That makes sense. The um, you know, it's funny. It's you don't. I don't know if I've ever thought of anybody thinking about fasting as a part of Advent, and I think that's modern culture right there. As a matter of fact, if anything, the month of December typically is when we have a lot of parties and a lot of gatherings, and well, in normal times anyway, not necessarily might be very easy to fast this this time of year uh, in pandemic times but um, although i my waistline would suggest that that may not be the case maybe i need to utilize advent for for other reasons other than my spiritual nature um the um but it's true though i mean you know the uh, denial of self as a as a form of sacrifice during advent i have to imagine really helps to clear the mind a little bit from a lot of the the, the things that might be distracting us in December as we're preparing for the reality of, of Christmas, not Santa Claus and the reindeers, but, uh, you know, Christ's birth. Um, Carrie, in your life, you know, have you found that the kind of thing that, uh, that it can be difficult to focus during the, during Advent time spiritually? Uh, yes and no. You know, I think it's what you kind of, make for yourself so if you're really focusing it all on christmas 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 and christmas parties and christmas gatherings christmas you know everything then it becomes that becomes the focus but if you're actually taking advent for what it's worth and and really diving into it um, which in more recent years i really have put more of a focus on it for myself um it it becomes then a little bit more i guess uh, part of you to be able to to dive into those deeper spirituality times that you can kind of get into so for instance i know like a lot of parishes will put on like an advent mission and even what i've been seeing more is some online ones you know of course this year more than ever so i think taking advantage of those and at least for me taking advantage of those has been a way uh, to be able to to dive into this season a little bit more go a little deeper also i know for me personally and it's just that they happen to fall during advent but of course they're like big spiritual feast days is uh, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception for me. I always take that one as a really big day. Um, of course, it's not about fasting. It's about, it's a feast day, but really just focusing on the Blessed Mother there, as well as Our Lady Guadalupe, like both of them are December 12th. And of course, the Immaculate Conception is December 8th. So both of them happen to fall during Advent. So for me, I put a big spiritual focus on those two uh, days as well. And it just, you know, so happens that they're during Advent, of course, but it's just focusing on the spirituality. I know I've caught myself a little bit on, uh, getting still wrapped up with Christmas music and all like just the secular stuff. Um, and, and I've kind of put a curtail on that by downloading uh, some Christian artists and just music that is geared towards Christ rather than geared towards the secular ho- holiday aspect of it. That has helped me a lot too during the Advent season. And uh, something that I've, I've done as well as um, when I pray the rosary, which I try to do daily, is um, focusing on the joyful mysteries. But if it's like, say it's like Friday, right? 
where you would be doing the sorrowful mysteries. I take the joyful mystery, the first joyful mystery, and then the first sorrowful mystery. And I meditate actually on both of them during that rosary um, and, and so on and so forth to the second, third, fourth, and fifth. And so I kind of actually take meditating on two mysteries at once, like Christ's coming in the joyful mysteries and Christ's death. Um, and that has put a big spiritual focus on Advent for me as well in praying that way through Advent. And it's just something I kind of did on my own. Nobody told me to. It's just like, I know that, you know, Advent, we're, we're kind of living the joyful mysteries. So let me try to put a focus on how it relates to all these other mysteries, the sorrowful, the um, glorious and the luminous ones as well. Some of them kind of tie in a little bit, you know, easier, the, the sorrowful, the joyful contrasted. But that has been a real big uh, part of my Advent seasons in the last few years. And it really has helped me keep the focus on the spirituality where we can easily slip into all the excitement and joy that Christmas does have to offer, which as Catholics really is post December 25th, I guess. Yeah. December 25th and on. Yeah. I think that's the, the power of the culture we live in now to, to distract us away from the, the spiritual nature of, of what this is, you know, Father Goyette, what do you, um, you know, as you're sort of thinking about how you're going to sort of minister to your parish uh, in Advent, do you have any plans for, um, for any like retreats or missions or prayer life for your, for your parish to sort of focus on during Advent? Yeah, it's all, well, number one planning is a confusing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like, okay, maybe we can have something like, all right, now we can't have anything because the the restrictions for religious gatherings. Um, But one of the big, a big thing I'm doing, um, just a little thing, but is we got the word among us. They're cheaper than the Magnificat ones, but uh, <laughs> so for a dollar dollar piece, I got a hundred copies, which is uh, easy to cover my parish. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, getting everybody to focus on uh, doing the daily readings for the mass every day um, is that's like something everybody can do doesn't matter when you do it. If you got the book, you know, you can do it late at night. Um, a lot of people since because of COVID are watching the daily mass. So of course they're getting it that way. Um, mm-hmm. But try to like focus on trying to try to watch daily mass or come to daily mass um, and uh, do the reading. That's, so that's, that's the number one push I would be doing um, in terms of uh, programs though. I haven't really thought of a, how to handle the virtual because we can't do the in-person one. Right. Well, I can tell you from a diocesan perspective, um, our frequent guests and frenemy, uh, Don Ottaviano, Britt and I are putting together a slate of online virtual programming throughout uh, Advent. We're doing a, we're doing a couple of different things um, and we're actually trying to make it more of a hybrid this year uh, during Easter and Lent uh, last year when everything, you know, really got shut down right before uh, Easter was upon us. Um, we kind of went hardcore and created four nights of programming every night. We created all of ourselves. Carrie was a frequent tr- contributor to, to what we were putting together, um, which was, which was nice, but mm-hmm. you know, we, we felt it was a little, it ended up becoming very diocesan focused. So this year we're going to create a couple of diocesan events, but we're actually looking to go out into the parishes and highlight some of the parish uh, elements that are going on now. Certainly the most recent um, 
religious meeting guidelines, not for services, but for and masses, but for for other religious activities. Uh, it's kind of made stuff difficult, but fortunately, the diocese has gotten very good at live streaming. So what we've said is um, if you had planned on doing something that was going to be an in-person mission, we'll come out and live stream it for you since they already had all these things planned. Um, so we're going to be working with the CFR sisters, uh, I think, next Tuesday. They have a program nice. that they're doing, and we're going to live stream that. And then um, one of the parishes we reached out to, they're going to uh, put together a Christmas concert for us or really an Advent mm. concert for us. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so we're doing that with uh, the parish in Wildwood, uh, Notre Dame de la Mer, who have an outstanding music mm -hmm. ministry. Um, yes, they do. So yeah, they really do. Um, we're going to, we've, we're doing uh, Advent reflections. Um, so we're did very short, like two, three minute videos where um, someone is going to be, uh, we're going to post them every Saturday evening and it's going to be someone lighting the, uh, their advent wreath and uh, saying a, and giving a reflection and saying a prayer. And we're going to put that up. Um, and then we're, um, I, I still have, some, we're still in the planning phases. So I have some particularly crazy uh, ideas that I'm considering doing, including one, there's a, there's a Filipino um, sort of like a. Simbagabi? Simbagabi. No, no, no. It's a. Uh, no? No, it's, yeah. it's the one. It, it, Misa the, 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 the rooster mass. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's called Sabaga Beat, but, and then it's AKA Misa the rooster. I'm going to mess it up, but yeah, yeah we have it at a, our parish. Oh, do you? Yeah. So and we're live we streaming a, everyone. Well, that's, Nine that's days. what I was, that was, oh, and it, well, in that case, maybe instead of doing it myself, I'll just uh, uh, share yours it's instead true. if you're going to live stream, live stream it. But yeah, so it's, are you guys doing it 530 in the morning? 5.30 in the morning. We have it every year. And it's actually, if you've never gone to one of these masses, I'm going to encourage you, if there's one in your area, to check them out because it's beautiful. It's cultural. Like they sing in Filipino, uh, Tagala, I should say Tagala is what the, the language. Um, you, you really get a, a sense of uh, culture within the mass. But then also you're like, Oh my gosh, it's 6 a.m. I'm up. I've received Jesus. I've had my cup of coffee already and I'm ready to go for the day. And you feel like the day is so long and, and, and you can get so much done and you've started with mass, which is great. And you just feel good all day long. Um, and, and so we've started a tradition with our youth ministry to go to at least one of the nine masses together as a youth group. And we usually have about anywhere from 10 to 15 of the youth group members that I call them their hardcore to go that early and uh, it's been, it's been great. And I usually try to make a few of them, um, but there, you know, a lot of people of our, of our parish been going to all nine every year since they've had it. Cause they just love it so much. Um, I can't hang for nine days in a row. I'll, I'll take the eight o'clock mass over the five thirty. <laughs> but for those days that I go, it is, it is really amazing. I, I do enjoy it. So yeah, you can totally share ours. They'll be streamed every day. Well, that's great. And it is it is a great thing. And, and you, in normal years, it would also be followed by a, a fellowship meal afterwards. Correct. And correct. The, the, yeah. the Philippine, if uh, maybe it's not going to happen this year, but in future years, uh, I encourage people to go for the mass itself, obviously. But then Filipino food is outstanding. Oh, um, amazing. They have something called, and, oh. oh, yeah. They have something called food of the gods, um, which is just unbelievable. It's, it's a it's a baked good, which I highly recommend. 
So yeah. although we are gonna have to we're gonna have to come come up with clarification on the uh, what this yeah. thing is called. I I I remember it as Misa de. Uh, it's gonna our listeners the listeners who know this are gonna be going. Insane. I know they're going nuts. I'm gonna send you the flyer. I have it on my phone. I saved okay. it. I just posted it on our parish Facebook page today. So you, I'll send it to you. It's all on there. So yeah. Okay. We'll so resolve the, that. <laughs> <laughs> so see it's things like this I, I i am glad that if there's one thing it seems like we've all learned uh to fight through with the quarantine is coming up with ideas and for for things mm-hmm. to do and mm-hmm. and the idea that we don't have to do it all that there's a lot of stuff going on in our parishes and dioceses that we can uh you know we can share like if our own parish isn't doing something yeah. we can share a, a neighboring parish's stuff so i think that's i think that's a good thing um yeah, time what time are the you're you're going to do these things? Are you going to do these things at all various different times? They're going to be at all various different times. Last year, for, during Lent and Easter, we did them all at uh, I think we did them all at seven p.m. for Lent and eight p.m. during Easter. Uh, but this time, uh, we decided to make it a little more randomized, and we did that on purpose because what we found was we would get the exact same people logging in to watch our shows at that time. And what we realized was that you have 7 p.m. watchers. But, you know, we also have people who who take part in things at 4.30 and people who take, take part in things at noon. So we're trying to create more, uh, more randomized schedule of it so we can hit more people who might be in front of their computers at a particular time. That's why I think that's good. I nice. hope so. Well, we're going to do yeah. the five thirty in the morning thing, right, Carrie? So it's, uh, <laughs> yep. we'll, we'll get all the early risers. Yeah, um, it is true. And the, you know what? The beautiful thing about this is, if you don't watch it live, you can always go watch it later too. So it's not like a one and done. You can go back and watch it later in the day too, if you're not a five thirty a.m. person. And I'll tell you this: uh, I'll give you a sneak peek. Uh, currently, there is planning for uh, our own beloved Bishop uh, Dennis Sullivan to do a fireside ver- reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Wow. Um, yeah, with the idea, nice. yeah, with the idea of releasing that uh, probably on Christmas Eve or at least uh, that the week of Christmas Eve. So I, we'll have to see if I can get him in like the, the big red sweater and uh, and uh, he does have a fireplace at his house. So maybe I could get that I, lit. I, I have a Santa costume if he wants. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I, we're going to put that, him in a Santa costume. That, that would be amazing. <laughs> you you, you got to have Father Hughes uh, grow the beard for Advent and then he could be Santa's. Oh, there it an is. Idea. I'll, uh, I'll make there some effort to that. So, um, so getting back to our uh, our discussion about how to sort of get ourselves right um, spiritually, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, we certainly talked about going to confession, and you know, there, there are some things that we can um, certainly pray on and read uh, during the Advent season. You know, I'm wondering is does the even does the Advent season have its own sort of like and we talked about the three elements of Advent, but does it, so as each week moves along for second, third, fourth week, um, does, does the Advent season change as we, as we move along? I seem to recall Father Sinatra saying that uh, it's very, it's actually very dark in the beginning. Um, well, the, the very beginning, it is um, focusing on the second coming. So Jesus coming again, which of course the end of the world Jesus' second coming, you got to be prepared. So it is uh, darker in that sense because um, it's a future event that might not necessarily go well with for everybody. Uh, yeah. So you want to you be prepared. So there's a little bit of more of that warning, preparation, get ready uh, feeling. 
Whereas uh, the actual last week of preparing for Jesus' birth is generally uh, it's a much obviously happier idea that's not really threatening to any individual. You don't say to us, oh, no, Jesus is coming yeah, uh, in Bethlehem. But you might be say, oh, no, Jesus might be coming from, you know, the second coming. When you mention that, people start to say, well, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. And so that that's the beginning. Uh, the first week, that beginning part is Jesus' second coming. Are you ready for Jesus to show up um, in the world saying, now's the, now's the time? You know, I... Um... I've been thinking about something lately and and I apologize to Carrie because I think she might've already kind of gone down this road a little bit, but there's a, um, I've had a theory in my mind that that we've gotten in the habit of celebrating Christmas just a wee bit too early that while don't get me wrong, I, I appreciate seeing the trees lit and the houses decorated, you know, around Thanksgiving that, um, I actually think, maybe we do ourselves a disservice a little bit by, by, by celebrating with all the trappings just a bit too early. I, I remember growing up and I don't know if this was a necessarily a spiritual idea, but I don't recall having ever decorated my house before say December 12th, you know? And I, I felt like that made Christmas just a little more relevant to me. Um, and it made me focus on the time being of Advent because we hadn't decorated. Like I wasn't, I wasn't already looking at the, at the finish line. I was still thinking about how to prepare for the finish line. Um, do you think uh, that that may be a problem in our culture right now, Father? Well, it's definitely a, a problem. Here's, here's what's happening. You have uh, two things going on at once. You have the culture trying to tell you that it's actually Christmas time. You know, liturgically, Christmas time doesn't begin to the 25th. So as a good Christian, as being into, you know, our religion and everything, there's a natural idea of celebrating that. So that's, but liturgically, that happens after the the 25th and after. Mm -hmm. And the culture has moved it, for whatever reason, into Advent. So as a Christian, as a Catholic, you got two things going on at the same time. So there's almost a built-in contradiction. Normally, a lot of times you say, all right, the culture says to do this, and that's bad. Don't do that. Let's do the, the Christian thing. But here it's saying, no, the culture's telling you to do this, which we like to do, but we're actually supposed to be doing the other thing first. So there, there are two things that are good from the Christian perspective happening at the same time. So it's more of one's out of place, not this versus that um so if you say hey let's celebrate the birth of jesus the natural reaction would be yes mm-hmm. uh, but then okay well we're celebrating it early so there's a kind of a built-in uh contradiction like you know during advent i mean during lent you would say hey you know if your your, your buddy calls you up i'm gonna have a giant party and we're gonna have a great feast and everything and as a christian you say well it's lent i'm not gonna do that during lent right um, but for during, during in Advent, they say, let's have a big celebration for Jesus. Your brain's like, yeah, that's a good idea. And they're like, oh, wait a second, but it's Advent. So um, kind of uh, the, the, the culture and the world has kind of put us in a bind in the sense of you got two things going on. So it's not say no to one impulse um, and then say yes to the other. It's like, well, it's more of a, 
uh, preparation. Um, so that's that, that confusion. If you have that confusion at home, uh, don't feel bad. Um, <laughs> you know, normally it's like, uh, you know, well, there's a part of me that only wants to focus on money and being rich. And you'd say, okay, let's just say no to that part of you. Um, mm -hmm. But here in this case, there's two parts of you and they're both good. Um, they're just being shortened because yeah. in the, the reality is back in the, before Vatican II, the Christmas season was, went to like February 2nd. So, and being good Catholics, we're like, we get to party. From, right. <laughs> from well, I mean, that to February 2nd, but even the church, you know, we're almost like subconsciously responding to the culture has shortened Christmas, has cut off, they actually cut off half of Christmas season. Yeah. I mean, the reality is, I mean, as I recall, wasn't, it pretty much was a joyous time or, you know, spiritually speaking from Christmas until, you know, including Mardi Gras and then Lent starts. I mean, you have that, that carnival season is, is weeks long. Um, that uh, there's all this time that we're supposed to be going out and frolicking, having fun and having parades and things like that. It's just that it's not in necessarily supposed to be happening in December until we get to the 25th. So I do, I do think that creates some spiritual confusion and uh, it's uh, it's a little tough and, you know, maybe I do need to do a better job of uh, ignoring the red and green that surrounds me at all times as I walk through every store <laughs> that I have to go to for a month and a half. So I've, I think I've, I think a good a good approach would be to you got to compartmentalize your own life, namely mm -hmm. say, all right, I can't just uh, tell my um, my boss like I'm not I'm I'm staying from your Christmas party for religious reasons, but you got to say okay, because of all this Christmas stuff going on, it's going to be a lot harder for me to do my Advent stuff. So I have to make sure. To say, all right, you got to be definite and clear about what you're going to do for Advent. That way, otherwise, it just gets mowed over with the, the Christmas rush. That's a really good yeah. way of looking at it. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Yep. I was going to say, I re I've reconciled it in my in my mind and my heart to be able to put that focus on the spirituality of Advent, but still be able to celebrate the Christmas things. Because if you don't do it during the four weeks leading up to Christmas. Um, you know, nobody's really having post Christmas parties. Like it's just, just not how it happens in our regular world today. So you have to kind of, I, I, it's a great way to think of it. Compartmentalize your life. Like this is Advent. This is Christmas. We're going to celebrate both at different, different ways uh, during these weeks, these four weeks leading up to it. So since everybody has their parties on a Friday, that means uh, fasting uh, on another <laughs> week, you know, <laughs> although I guess nowadays there's not quite as many parties going on. But um, but there it's is true. but there is some truth to that. I mean, you know, so even like you said before, Father, even if you look at Advent as as mini Lent, even if you're just making the effort to to sacrifice a little during Lent uh, or during Advent, rather, you know, sort of using those those uh, those things we've learned during the Lenten times, I, you know, I I'd like to think that will will benefit our Advent life. And if we focus on the the spirituality of Advent a little bit, you know. The wreath, there's a purpose to the Advent wreath. You know, there's a reason why we light those candles. There's a reason why the Galdelti Sunday is, uh, you know, the rose candle. Not the pink candle, everybody. It's a rose <laughs> candle. Don't ever get, make that mistake. Manly rose. Manly. That's right. A, a very manly rose, as we see all of our priests in their manly rose vestments. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I do think these things. And I think, I think, Carrie, you're absolutely right. It's the kind of thing where you have to sort of make a deal with your mind 
because you know culture has made it so difficult for us to to focus spiritual spiritually since you know those uh christmas decorations ended up in uh, the stores by what the day after um halloween oh, they were like august they were they were there in august like i was in hobby lobby over the summer and it was all out and i was in hobby lobby yesterday to pick up actually some advent wreath decorations because we're going to be making advent wreaths with our youth group this sunday and i wanted a few little like like you know little balls and um uh little decorations to kind of fill in the greens and make it nice and pretty some bows and such and the the christmas aisles are barren like like it's <laughs> oh. half of what it was 2 months ago like they really? i couldn't believe how mold over they were because this christmas like they're almost like starting to move in the spring stuff like it's wild how stores have really push 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 the season so early it feels like earlier and earlier every year you know carrie that begs the question what uh you mentioned you're making the advent wreaths with your youth mm-hmm. what other what other projects are you doing for advent with the youth um just that <laughs> <laughs> well it's hard right now so everything has become a lot more difficult with um the restrictions so we're not uh, our our youth group has kind of taken a turn this was on the schedule prior to the the new 10 person limit so uh, we're doing it in separate rooms, like 10 in one room, 10 in another room. And I think we're only, I only have 20 Advent wreath rings. So only 20 youth or young adults could sign up for it. But, um, it, you know, kind of moving forward right now, our youth, our youth ministry is focused on small group sharing, a lot more conversation than project based things and, and interactive things just because of the restrictions or, or there would be a lot more, but it just, it's just not able to happen at this point. So, uh, but I'm really excited to to have this. I've wanted to do an Advent wreath uh, workshop, have you, uh, for 12 years of being a youth minister. And I finally, last year after the season was over and everything went half price, I picked up 19 <laughs> boxes of Advent candles half price. And I've stored them in a cool dry spot of my basement all year long to be able to take them out for this Sunday. And then um, leading up to this Sunday, I purchased the rings, 19 rings of like the base to be able to make the actual Advent wreaths with real evergreens, uh, which my husband will chop up this Sunday um, from a tree and put them all together with the kids. So it would be really nice. And I've wanted to do this for so long. So it's finally actually happening. So I'm excited uh, for it to happen. And also spoiler alert, stay tuned. If you watch uh, any of Talking Catholics videos, Youth Ministry Insights, my whole episode is on making Advent rates and the things you can do with youth ministry, Advent prayer services and such, uh, you know, how to, how to make it more about Advent and not about Christmas. So that's I the like next that. episode. Very mm-hmm. good. I can't, I can't wait to see it. So it'll, it's a perfect companion to this, uh, this video. And as a matter of fact, um, since, uh, our listeners will be hearing this just a few days after Thanksgiving, uh, and since you've already yep. plugged the talking Catholic YouTube shows, uh, I also encourage you to check out keeping a Catholic. Um, but I'm, I'm, Encouraging you to watch it, but uh, telling you that if you are a foodie like me, you may be triggered uh, if you watch the Keeping a Catholic YouTube show this week. Uh, Star and Jose sit down and they 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 made a Thanksgiving dinner for all of their friends, you know, within the proper guidelines that we're all following right now. Um, but in it, um, Jose makes mac and cheese. Uh, by from scratch and I use air quotes when I say scratch because uh, he made so many shortcuts that it, it literally made me want to pull my eyes out as someone who bakes and cooks all the time watching Jose make food for his friends um, it, it, it's it's horrific and yet 
as usual when it comes to Star and Jose, lovely and adorable simultaneously. Mm. But I, I encourage you to watch it. It's a, it's a good episode this week, but not if you're a chef. <laughs> if you're a chef, it'll make you go insane. <laughs> That's um, funny. But, you know, kind of getting back to Advent a little bit, um, you know, we talked a little bit about music uh, briefly. And I'm wondering, like, like in, like in terms of liturgically, you know, as, as we're thinking about music, but in our own lives as well, like what kind of music really, what is Advent music? We, I think Christmas music, we all know, but Advent music, mm. I mean, Father Goyette, do you have sort of like a sense of what people should be listening to right now? Or should be hopefully hearing in their parishes? Um, well, there's definitely, uh, unfortunately, this is where Father Sinatra would shine. Um, <laughs> when it came to picking out music for our funerals, I, I just put down "See Father Sinatra. <laughs> um, but there are a lot of, uh, um, a lot of Advent songs in the book. Um, there's a whole season of, of Advent, which is, uh, um, which is important. Um, usually though, as I, I let my cantors, uh, pick out their, their section. So, um, yeah. Okay. That's okay. I mean, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel is always, uh, a good one, right? Um, isn't that one that we do during Advent? Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. You're, you're talking about the preparing. So that's one that stands out to me. Well, you said, um, you actually, Carrie, you made me think about it because you had mentioned that you had, you said well, you were downloading uh, some, well, they weren't church songs. They were like more contemporary Christian songs. But well, that's yeah. okay. We can talk. Uh, oh, like, okay. like who are you talking about in terms of contemporary Christian songs? Uh, so uh, there's this one song um, I love. Uh, oh, gosh. I'm trying to now think of the name of it. I'm still bad with song names. This is the worst question for me. But ba- basically, I have an Advent playlist. I have an Advent playlist on my phone that I've downloaded songs. I do know Cast and Crowns. I, they have a beautiful Christmas album. And while some of them are... Christmas songs like the first Noel, but it is like just songs about like, you know, or a holy night. The songs are Christ based, not like, you know, um, uh, yeah, the weather outside is frightful, you know, like it's like, you know, it's, they're based on Christ. They're based on him. And then there's like originally written ones by them, um, on this particular album by casting crowns. So that's one. I also like, uh, the, uh, for King and country, they do, uh, they do a couple covers of some of the songs like um, the little drummer boy, but they like remix it up. So it's not like your typical sounding uh, little mm-hmm. drummer boy. So again, it's like Christian based Christmas songs. I guess you can put categorize them, but they're, they're, they're based on Christ, not really just based on the, uh, you know, the, the typical holiday hits that we hear. So those ones I tend to listen to a little bit more uh, before, you know, Christmas kind of leading up to it, especially in the Advent season, um, and then like kind of Christmas day can bust out all the, you know, regular ones. <laughs> you know, some Carrie, maybe we need to, to rope in our, uh, good friend, uh, Jeff Shields and his yes, band Forgotten so Truth good. and maybe, mm. well, maybe we need to convince them to do a, uh, an Advent album or maybe even, uh, we were talking about th- different things to do. Maybe we could live stream a concert with them. Uh, oh, they'd December. be awesome. That'd yeah. be an awesome, awesome one. Great great choice great choice well, i was just talking to talking to him yesterday he's a good guy jeff well you know what you need to do carrie since i don't have his, his information why don't you pop that idea to him and see if he'd be up for it because i got i'll it. put it up if uh if they want to put something together that's a good idea actually i got well, see, it that's the thing it's you know this time of year it's, I, I think i always find this time of year to be very music focused now i'm like you carrie 
I can't remember song titles. I can't I remember band names. I I'm can't still trying to anything. think of the one. I'm still saying Don't it. sweat it because I'm in the same boat. I could sing it for you, but you don't want me to do that. So that's all. It's and a good song. Is, this is the time of year where, you know, I know yeah, every station is playing Christmas music, but this is actually why I like to listen to like meaningful music, like stuff that's off the beaten mm-hmm. path that mm-hmm. kind of leads us to to the Christmas season. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe that would be something we should put together. I uh, I'm going to have to make sure I remind um, the folks down at uh, Notre Dame Dallamere Parish when we do their Christmas concert to make sure they put a, put a lot of Advent stuff in there. You know? Got it. I got it. You got Jackie, it? it. Jackie Velasquez seasons of love, but Jackie. she has a whole out. Al- she has a whole Christmas album, but there's a lot of like songs that are appropriate during Advent. So the song called seasons of love, it really reminds me of Advent because it's, it's just talking about preparing yourself. And I literally will pray, play it on repeat. Um, like just always, because it's just such a beautiful song and it really helps me get into that, that spirit of prayer and that spirit of season, a uh, spirit of Advent, excuse me. So Seasons of Love, Jackie Velasquez is the song that I wanted to mention. And her whole album is really great too. So there you go. Okay. Well, have you, <laughs> Took have me you a seen, second. Have you seen her live? I've never seen her live. No, no, I haven't. Okay. Okay. So, um, Father Goyette, as we are, uh, you know, fr- from a, so we talked about songs a little bit. What about from a prayerful standpoint? You, you've talked a little bit, you know, we should be focusing on the readings that, that are going on right now. Um, are there like the, in my household, the the I always feel like the Advent candle gets short shrift, or the Advent wreath gets short shrift because we do the like. First of all, we never have dinner at the dining room table where it's put up, um, and then we remember to light it around Thursday, and then you know I, I don't feel like it. It's like does it have a, a should we be giving it a, a place of presence in our houses as some place to remind us to pray? Yeah, it's very um. The, the because we're a busy world it, it's good to have that center uh focus that thing right in the middle of the we used to always have it right in the middle of our dinner table luckily we had a big round one uh so and then as kids we get the we get to play with fire we get to light that <laughs> yeah you get to hold fire for like two seconds and light the candle so that's always a big uh big thing oh it's my turn to light the candle mm-hmm. um, so that was good because it was actually a center part we had a little there's you can get them various places uh advent uh reef prayers um there's there's nothing specific there's not like a more or less catholic one there's actually a whole bunch of them so when you do that keep that focus i would say put it even if it's a that's a problem with going too big on your advent you don't want to if it's too big you have to put it in the living room <laughs> <laughs> so you got to keep that right in the right in the if you put it right in the middle of the kitchen table then it's kind of hard to miss it when you're when you're eating dinner. Um, yeah. But I think that's important. It's that daily reminder um, that there's something different about this season. So. Yeah. Or um, another good thing is um, if you want to use bribery for the little guys, you can get like the Lego advent candle uh, calendar, but you gotta, <laughs> you gotta have that. those sets of prayers. You got to say first, that way the little guys are like, whew. <laughs> Lego time. Yeah. All right. Now we got to pray first. Okay, let's do it. Let's pray, mom. Let's get those prayers started. <laughs> I've never seen the Lego one. That sounds interesting. I have the chocolate ones for my son. And then we have a magnetic one that you move the star. But the Lego one, that that seems like something down the road that we will have to look into. 
Wait, wait, oh, there yeah. are it's... chocolate advent candles? No, no, no uh, calendars. Calendars? Oh, oh, calendars. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Each, each day of the week, you know, there, each day of the week, yeah, yeah, yeah. those who don't know, that each day of the week, there's a little surprise, and you open up and you get that chocolate for that day of the week. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny oh, you said that. I, I just saw one come through my, uh, actually, the Talking Catholic Instagram had an ad come into it, which was an advent cal- calendar. But it was uh, basically little thimbles of uh, Scotch whiskey and a different different one for oh. every day. And well, as a as a Scotch whiskey <laughs> drinker, I found that to be very appealing. <laughs> but, uh, wow! Not sure how liturgical it is, but who knows? The, wow! Um, They'll sell the, anything. Well, actually, you know, uh, kind of going back to, I was just thinking about food a little bit because someone said the word chocolate, and um, kind of going back to what uh, Jose and Star put together. Uh, one of the things we agreed to do, I agreed to do for Donna's Advent spectacular, is I agreed to do a baking show because I'm a very good baker. Yes, I'm sure Carrie is very excited about that. Um, this is going to be great. I actually brought in, uh, actually, as a matter of fact, I actually brought in baked goods for my staff today, for the, the newspaper staff of the Catholic Star Herald, because uh, I never, I make all this stuff and I give it to my 12-year-old son who eats all of it. Um, but I was like, I made a little extra so I could bring it in for the staff today. But um, it got me to thinking, actually, our Vicar General, Father Hughes, said, well, he likes the idea of the cooking show, but could you, could you cook, could you bake things, because I'm a baker primarily, uh, could you bake things that are, you know, like, like Christmas baked goods or Advent baked goods? And mm-hmm. so I've been doing a little research of it. And believe it or not, there's not as much as you might think. Um, so like Lent has hot cross buns. But in terms of Advent, I like I'm having a kind of short. So are there any foods that you think liturgically uh, that sort of uh, that I should be looking to bake for this cooking show if we end up doing it? Do either one of you have any things you prefer? I know Father Goyette has some better specific eating habits, but um, have either of you actually run across any like Advent style foods? I'm going to go with no. To be a good Advent food, it'd have to leave you longing for more. <laughs> there it is. There we like, go. That, was, well, that was just a taste. I can't wait till the, till the rest of it comes. The um, I was in Germany a year and a half ago. And actually, one of the things that, that came up in my research as I was looking for different recipe items was one of the things I had. And I, I can't remember the German name for it is, but it, it's basically like this lattice ball, like a lattice dough ball, right? And it's hollow on the inside and it's sort of latticed together. And when I was, we were in this old German city with my, my sister-in-law and I said, uh, and look, they look so delicious in the window. And she goes, don't eat those. I go, why? She goes, they are the most bland food. They look gorgeous. They look like they should be delicious, but when you actually eat it, it's there's like nothing to it it's like dry bread and uh and i said and then she goes it only comes out during the christmas season so i think think with what you have to say father maybe that's what i should make for advent this gorgeous looking device that once you eat it it leaves you longing <laughs> so i will, uh, I will find it, it. i will find answer. it yeah but, yeah, uh, would, but anyway. jesus comes to, to get the rest of it <laughs> that's, that's right I, I make it tasty for christmas day um the, i was thinking now. Uh, uh, I was gonna say I was thinking more of like the visuals um, rather than the taste of stuff. You know, maybe you can make like a little like cookie wreath and candle looking thing or something like that. Rather than the taste, you can you can like use like a 
cookie cutter kind of thing to make a wreath and candles. I don't know, just just a thought on the visuals or a nativity set. Maybe. Do you know that for all of my baking prowess, and I've been baking for a long time. My mom taught me when I was like eight. Um, do you know I've, there are two things I've never done? I've never used cookie cutters, and I've never baked a gingerbread house. Two sort of classic Christmas style well, you- baking things. I don't know if I want to learn now. I don't know. I'm up to say. Yeah. The uh, yeah, spe- speaking of visuals, though, the nativity set. I think that's something that we probably overlooked just now with, uh, you know, Advent because having that out without the baby Jesus in it, or even even without all the figures in it, is another kind of image for Advent. I think. You know, would you agree, Father, or do you think that has to come out more? Yeah, we do. Um, well, we do the. It's good to get the preparation going. Like we put up the, uh, the uh, the barn whatever the barn stable? covering the case the stable <laughs> the stable uh we put the stable out first and then we got a couple of sheep uh and then we got jesus and mary and then then eventually we have not jesus and mary joseph and mary and then we have we bring jesus out during christmas and then we bring out the uh the wise men are on the other side of the church at the beginning of christmas and they slowly make it across the to the other side of the altar yeah, that I love that. Church, so. I, I I love it when parishes do that. When mm-hmm. you have the, the the they bring out the uh, the nativity and and the wise men are off in the distance somewhere else in the church, slowly <laughs> making their their pilgrimage across the uh, usually across the. Well, they don't, they don't even come till later. They're like in January. I mean, oh yeah, it's the epiphany. <laughs> you, but, got uh, t- you got some time for the wise men to get there. Get the, get the do, shepherds I, there. <laughs> I do agree with that. I, I, I love the idea of, of breaking it out over weeks. I think that yeah. uh, using the activity that way. Yeah. Because I, I mean, we sh- Oh, well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, because there should be anticipation, you know, they yeah. should be yeah. like, I, I remember growing up, you know, constantly like thinking I, like, time just would not would slow down every December as soon as you hit December yes. 1st it became yes. glacial waiting for the 25th and not just because of the presence but mostly because of the presence but um yeah I mean it was it's tough but I think that's a good thing like I kind of miss is. that I, I miss anticipation it is you know? well let's it's a good time to bring it back we'll all make a pact right now to work on that this event and anticipating yeah. the Lord and filling our hearts with good things about well tell you what Carrie since since you're since you you're still willing to be focused on that, I'll let I'll leave you in charge of coming up with all of our Advent shows for the month of December. <laughs> that is not in my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I got a couple of other ideas for Advent too. But um, but the two of you, as we sort of wrap up here, as if you either one of you have any uh, ideas for us, or if any of our listeners have ideas for when I what I should bake, I'm not doing this baking show till later in December. Feel free to. Uh, Email us at, uh, you can email me, michael.walsh at camdendiocese.org, um, or go on our social media and leave a comment and make some suggestions for, for what I should make. But um, thank you all for listening. And Father Goyette, thank you very much for joining us today. And I'm happy to report that Carrie did make it to her destination safe and sound. And she's yep. been sitting in her car for the last uh, 20 minutes waiting for us to finish up. She's, she's a good soldier, that, uh, that Carrie. And to everybody else, uh, I look forward to talking to you again next week. Everybody have a good week. God bless.